A woman in Perth, a vegan, has taken her neighbours through the court system all the way to the Supreme Court because, she says, they've been barbecuing meat in their backyard and allowing the smell to drift over to her side of the fence. Well, that may be a bit hard to swallow, but many of us are beginning to wonder if maybe we should change our eating habits, less animal products and more plant-based foods. That's our topic today. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Well, it's great to have you with us on Signs of the Times Radio today. Uh, meet to please you. Oh, sorry, uh, pleased to meet you. But yeah, that was on purpose because we are talking a bit about meat today and veganism. We have in the studio today... Mariana Venturi, my colleague here at Adventist Media, who's been on a little bit of a journey lately with her diet. How are you, Mariana? I'm well, thank you, Kent. Thank you for having me here. That's all right. It's great to have you here. And look, I know that there are those of us out there listening who are just like me, who as soon as they hear someone who has an accent that is other than Australian, immediately say, oh, Where is this woman from? So, uh, Mariana, do do you mind just telling us, just to get this out of the way up front? I am Brazilian. Okay. Straight from South America. Mm -hmm. There you go. And they speak Portuguese. We speak Portuguese. That's right. Not Spanish. (laughs) Not Spanish. Portuguese. We do understand Spanish as well, but yes. So, you say in your article that for several years, you've been thinking about becoming vegetarian or even vegan, Mm. which means no meat, no dairy, no eggs. I mean, if you're really going to get specific, no honey, Mm. like nothing that comes from an animal source. So given that, that upbringing, what was the attraction? So in 2002, I went to England to study like a summer English course. Mm-hmm. And I went to Newbold College, mm-hmm. which is the Adventist college uh, there. And uh, there were my first contact with a vegetarian diet. And I was oh. there for a month eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner without meat. Right. So, so the university college there is run by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yes. So the cafeteria there was serving vegetarian, vegetarian food, food every meal, breakfast, lunch, yes. and dinner. That would have been a bit that of a was challenge. my first contact with, let's say, vegetarian milk. I never heard about rice milk or almond milk because uh. I'm from a small town in the countryside of Brazil. We wouldn't have access to those things. Mm. We wouldn't have those options. Mm-hmm. And so then I got in touch with an alternative style of dieting where you can be vegetarian and you still can have milk. You still can have a nice and delicious variety of food. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is interesting, it was... By the end of that month, I felt way better. Really? And in, even in, to in what study, way? Can you uh, define let's better? say, for instance, when we have lunch and when meat is the main article of your meal, especially in the afternoon, you feel a little bit with your energies dragged down, right? Mm-hmm. You want to um, have a little sleep after lunch. Yes, 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 yes. definitely. Well, I was ready for classes in the afternoon, feeling still quite. Alert. Alert and Mm. uh, much easier to concentrate as well on classes. And I still had a lot of energy to go and do lots of things. And usually back in Brazil, I would have to snack a lot between meals. Mm -hmm. There, I didn't have much access to snacks in between, but Mm -hmm. 
on the other hand, I didn't need it at mm. all. I would have that nice vegetarian lunch. I wouldn't be hungry until dinner time. There you go. And that was new for me as well. I realized that I was getting much more nutrients and the fuel my body needed, mm -hmm. that it was enough until the next meal. And still, I had plenty of energy. Wow. And I thought, wow, it, it's it, something it, good It is there. actually a bit of an Adventist thing. I, I was brought up Adventist and my parents, you know, had a fairly strong message, you know, eating between meals. It's a, been a bit of an Adventist health tradition, you know, not mm -hmm. only to be vegetarian, but not to eat between meals and to have a balanced sort of lifestyle. So, but mm -hmm. this was your first exposure to that whole way of thinking. Yes. Wow. On, on practical terms, like mm -hmm. to taste it in practice, yes. I mean, when people think about going vegetarian or vegan, they often cite a number of factors, like the environmental reasons, for example, you know, cattle breeding is one of the largest um, contributors to, you know, carbon in our atmosphere, all the land clearing that happens in order to, you know, pr provide grazing ground. And also the crazy thing is that, you know, we're growing a lot of soybeans now and you think, well, that's good. But the soybeans are being used for animal feed. So again, you lose a lot of energy in that process of growing the soybeans, but then feeding them to cattle and then, you know, and then eating the cattle, you lose a lot. It's not the most efficient way of <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> getting not, fed. <laughs> not hugely, no. This is something that I always, that's one of the reasons I always wanted to become vegetarian because we know that back in the days when people had a more natural way of life, more sustainable, things mm -hmm. could be different mm -hmm. uh, at those times. But today, people are more moved by industry grade. Mm -hmm. It's all about massive consumption that is way further what you actually need for nutrients. Mm -hmm. It's just for... It's just for the taste. It's for, for the, the taste. So mm -hmm. you need, let's say... I wouldn't have a figure now, but imagine five. You need to actually tons more than you would need to mm -hmm. to feed the consumers. And because of greed, the whole industry of meat has become less and less sensitive to mm -hmm. like uh, yeah, and treating animal life with a little bit more of respect. Yeah. It's, especially it's, with chickens mm, and you know, it's and I think the tide is turning. I mean, people are increasingly choosing free-range eggs, for example, and they want uh, free-range chickens, you know, if they're going to eat chicken. Yes. But I think respect is really, you know, important. I mean, maybe it's my romantic idea, but I'm much more taken by the idea of the, the sort of Native American who, you know, traditionally, you know, centuries ago, you know, shoots the deer with a bow and arrow and then basically thanks the animal for giving its life so mm. that they can mm. eat, you know. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I see the respect that's there and the mm -hmm. recognition that this is a big deal. But an abattoir, which arguably is actually killing the animal more humanely, you know, than with a bow and arrow, mm. you're right, there doesn't seem to be that same respect there because it's so industrialised. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, oh, look, that's a massive oh, issue. And by the way, I, even in my hometown back in Brazil, in the countries, near the countryside, my mother has a friend who actually, in her mid-40s, started a business with chickens. Mm -hmm. She actually stopped eating chicken at all. Wow. After I've actually the heard business. that. I've heard that people who work in abattoirs or have worked in a, as a chicken catcher yeah. or something say, no, nah, wouldn't eat it. Yes. Or, or meat inspectors. And isn't this interesting <laughs> is because... Of course, as part of her business, she's meeting all the standards, the industry standards, all the everything you have mm -hmm. to have in the place and sanitizing all. The, mm, it's got to be everything. sanitary. There's got to yes. be um, uh, like hu human, like hu humane treatment of the animals. Yes. Yeah. And yet, even meeting all that cr those criteria, 
she firmly decided and shared with my mother that she can't eat eat chicken anymore so yeah there's something there for us to reflect what what, what about health because i mean you you said that when you ate vegetarian for you know a few weeks there you felt better Mm -hmm. um but have you looked more carefully into that Um, and you reviewed this book for us that is entitled the healthiest people on earth by john howard weeks and you say this is the book that changed your diet the most did this go into health issues much this is uh, uh, not like a book ro- uh, written by an expert on health or like a, mm, yeah, a he's scientist. A, he's or a doctor. journalist, isn't he? He's a journalist. Mm-hmm. So he's not uh, writing from purely scientific or medical approach. Mm-hmm. When he sh- shares about health, he shares from the perspective of his own experience from mm-hmm. a personal level. Mm-hmm. But also, yes, he brings a little bit of research in and there, here mm. and there. Okay. But so so from from your understanding, when you consider your health and you consider your move into a, you know eating more vegan or vegetarian or plant-based, I think mm-hmm. is the, we'll talk about that. That's the word you prefer. What are the key sort of health aspects of switching your diet that sort of grabbed you? I'd say the first is... A vegetarian diet reduces the inflammation. And mm-hmm. when I tell, when I say inflammation, it's not that big, very apparent inflammation when you're sick, when you mm-hmm. have an infection or something. Yeah, not talking um, about fever or, no, or swollen no. joints or anything uh, like that. This is yeah. something that science has just figured out more deeply recently. Most of the chronic disease, mm-hmm. they are ignited by an inflammation on pretty much on molecular level mm-hmm. and inflammation that is very subtle mm-hmm. that you're not even realize is there wow. but your your body is constantly fighting against okay and, and inflammation is connected with the idea of oxidization exactly. I, I believe yes, and then exactly. we hear about antioxidants like certain exactly, foods have yes. antioxidants right so animal foods whether it's meat whether it's milk mm-hmm. or, or eggs mm-hmm. There's evidence that they actually increase inflammation, whereas plant-based foods reduce. Is, is that exactly. what you're saying? Yes, that's right. what it is. It's the same similar concept of alkaline foods mm-hmm. that uh, helps to cleanse and to maintain your mm-hmm. your body in, well in the in the best shape and state. And mm. while acidic foods helps to increase acidity, that helps bring mm. more. It's a it's an makes a environment much more susceptible for diseases to mm. come in. I, I have to admit, I'm a lot more dubious about that whole acid alkaline thing because <laughs> because okay. I know every cell in your body can only exist within a very very narrow pH level. Um, very fine tuned, by the way. Very very fine tuned. Absolutely, yes. it's incredibly designed. You know, our bodies are. So I do wonder about the whole uh, yeah but a, a, that's the balance al- that is the key thing, yes yeah. the balance when you bec- when you eat just like the oxidation and mm. uh, on acid increasing the acidity mm. levels it means that you're getting your body out of balance and much more in one extreme mm-hmm. so if you're if you don't eat many vegetables or mm. fruit and you eat much more of foods that will Oxidate, mm, which is uh, which is not just animal foods, but also a lot of processed foods. Exactly, isn't it? Added especially additives, preservatives, added uh, salt, added sugar, colorings. Yes. Yeah, colorings. Yeah, yes. yeah. All that Those stuff. Those are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that causes your even some damages in like in molecular level. Mm, mm. Mm. So it's really more than just a plant-based diet you're looking at. It's really a whole food diet too, isn't it? Exactly. We really need to head, yeah. Now, wh- one uh, thing that I know uh, John Howard Weeks did mention in his book, because it relates to his personal background, um, he's from Loma Linda in California, 
which is one of um, the world's few. I think there's like only like four, five, or six blue zones, long longevity blue zones, which another journalist, Dan Butner, wrote a book about several years ago. It was on the front cover of National Geographic. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal there for a while. So John Howard Weeks comes from Loma Linda. So blue, like blue zones, what like what does that mean? What what's so good about a blue zone? What what are the results and what causes it? So they're the they've studied the blue zones as the places on Earth where there is the higher Pro- proportion or yes percent. proportion longevity, mm-hmm. wellness, health, and and, uh, and when you say longevity, I, th- I, th- I believe a lot of these blue zones have a much higher than average number of centenarians. So people yes. who've lived for you know a hundred have their hundredth birthday and are sort of still going. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so, so, so apart from Loma Linda in California, where, where are some of the others? Okinawa in, in Japan. Japan. Okay, we actually have another article in Science Magazine that covers that. It's called Harahachibu, which talks about you know the belief that you should just eat eighty until you're eighty percent full, and this is one of their secrets to yes. um, to a long and healthy life. Mm. Okay, so uh, so Loma Linda, California, Okinawa, Japan. Any others? Also, Italy. Uh huh. Um, Sardinia. 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 Sardinia in Italy. Yes. Yeah. These are the only three I can ever remember. <laughs> but, no, but, I, but there are a few more around, aren't they? Anyway, three's enough. We get the <laughs> idea. <laughs> There's a cluster of places where people are living longer and healthier lives. Um, are, the, are they vegetarian in these places, yes, though? Yes, mostly a plant-based diet. They uh, do have in some places, for instance, in Italy, they do have sheep, animal, So they do have some meat or some fish in Okinawa, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, fish, but uh, that is not in the same proportion as on the other places. Like right. it's less, uh, sometimes so it's, even like a, for a special occasions, mm-hmm. but the, on a daily basis, they have an abundance of fresh veggies, mm-hmm. whole grains, and usually sometimes an olive oil or algae oh, for the Japanese. Yes. Some gifts from nature that help them. Sure. To and they also have a very active lifestyle, don't they? They build exactly. like physical activity into their everyday. Exactly. These are often like fishing or farming sort of communities. And also that social and a good connection. good sense of community. Yes. Yeah, community. Yeah. Yes. And I guess Loma Linda, which is like you wouldn't think a country, a, a town in California would sort of fit this, but... <laughs> But yes, that's the contrast. While the United States has one of the highest rates of Mm. chronic diseases, of obesity and uh, strokes, and so and and cardiovascular diseases. Yeah, they that blue zone particularly is where those diseases are almost they are very irrelevant among the population Mm. there because Mm. the population lives a, a healthy lifestyle, and also back when we. That article was published in National Geographic. I remembered, I think it was Maggie. It was Maggie was uh, one of the people they interviewed in mm. Loma Linda. That she was more than a hundred year old, mm-hmm. years old, and she was just renewing her license. Mm-hmm. She was driving everywhere. She was going to the gym, and she was. So again, a, an active lifestyle. Active, and, mm. and her mind was incredibly mm. sharp after 100 years old. Wow. So. And, and of course, Loma Linda is a bit of a Seventh-day Adventist enclave, again, mm. like New Bold College in yes. the UK that you mentioned, but a much bigger community. There's a university there, there's a hospital there, a lot Especially of Adventists. Especially health institutions yeah. based on... Yeah, so, so a lot of Adventists there are uh, vegetarian, mm. not drinking, not smoking, 
trying to like say get to the gym live a mm-hmm. physically active lifestyle and then i guess there's the, com- the there's the community of the adventist church mm-hmm. there so in america which is like you know one of the world's scariest places when it comes to obesity and lifestyle disease and they're they i believe their life expectancy is actually slowly dropping in loma linda they're bucking the trend and also the, another interesting thing is Weeks on the book, he contrasts that Loma Linda, the blue zone, is so geographically close to another city, mm-hmm. which is the birthplace of junk food. Oh, wow. So there, are, there were two revolutions starting mm. there decades ago, mm. just as Advent started a healthy shop with a healthy yeah. food, a healthy alternative. McDonald's, Taco Bell, and all those other. Mm-hmm. They come from that similar they region. They come from that same region. Wow. And just those two towns, they are actually neighbor towns. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting that what would have happened instead of the junk food who spread throughout the world and changed the diet even of mm-hmm. healthy Japanese and Chinese who are plant-based now eat much more junk food, mm-hmm. McDonald's, fast food. Not to mention what us here in Australia. Happened? Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what would have happened if the diet throughout the world was influenced more by Loma Linda example, <laughs> not by the fast food chain that started to... <laughs> Kilometers away from them. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what what was the thing about like reading this book? You know, the healthiest people on earth. You said in your your article that you'd been interested in being vegetarian or vegan for a long time, but you just couldn't seem to get yourself over the line. You kept being pulled back by all these favourite mm. sort of foods, in, including you know meats and and things. Mm. So, what was it about the book? I mean, did did it scare you straight? I mean, what? No, after, uh, actually, Wix doesn't scare you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he takes you to a very personal chat. You feel like you are just joining him in his kitchen or mm-hmm. for a walk as he talks about, uh, share his own journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's quite humorous. Mm-hmm. So it feels very light, not scary at all. But he starts bringing us through all the benefits and all the implications mm-hmm. of, let's say, benefits of becoming vegetarian and the mm-hmm. implications if you keep having a more carnivorous diet. Mm. And um, one thing that I think struck me most was when he referred to some articles like cheese, which I'm very... Mm-hmm. It was always you, one you of and, my You favorites. and a lot of people are very fond of cheese, yes. Yeah, I, I love chocolate, but I had more cravings for cheese than for chocolate. For there instance. you go, that wow. was how big it was for me. And he referred to cheese secretions. Secretions. Secretions, like a product of secretions. Yep. And I think, oh... It's a nasty word to use. <laughs> it's, that was the only nasty moment of the book, actually. But yeah. uh, when I... So, so you so have that moment that way. Wait, wait, you're talking about the food that I eat. Come that's on. That's right. Yeah, because milk, but, obviously, yes. it is a bodily fluid. Yes. It, it, is, a, it is a secretion and that's a... Ooh, yeah. But after, if you continue, it says, once you stop putting the flesh and blood and secretions of dead or captive animals into your system... You're no longer weighed down, slowed down by that stolen plunder. You're free to live a life, a new life, fueled by fresh nutrients 
not the second-hand stuff. Mm. And you'll find yourself invigorated in the most natural and healthiest possible way. Mm. And then I stopped thinking, actually, we really don't need those articles in our diet because mm. the phytonutrients and all the best chemicals to boost mm. our health and nutrition. Except for vitamin come, B12, Except Mariana. for vitamin B12. You've got to be honest yes, there. No, yes. <laughs> but most of them you find in fresh fruit, veggie, beans, and beans legumes, so nuts. many grains and nuts. Mm. And I was thinking, you have such an abundance and colors and different mm. tastes mm. on what is the first, the primarily source. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that if you go to the second hand, like oh, there is a kind of on the chain, mm -hmm. there are some loss of nutrients there. And mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. have to think of having your sauce from the best few first. Mm -hmm. And yes, get complement with B12. Make sure you get from a, mm -hmm. a source that you, you get. But I remembered back when I used to be vegetarian new boat, how wave down I would. I was before and how energetic and uh, mm. active and uh, sharp in my mind and concentration. And, and you was. say a similar thing in your article that when you decided this is it, I'm going to go vegan, you had a similar lift in energy. Yes. And I guess my question is, I mean, see, I've done a little bit of you know, that 5-2 diet where you mm -hmm. fast for a little while and I was amazed that when I first did it, how I, wow, I suddenly feel more aware and alert and amazed. But after a while, that sort of dropped away. Down. Has that been the case for you? Or do you feel generally a better sense yes, of well-being? In, in the beginning, it does that peak. It that spikes is, a bit, spikes. yeah. After that settles, but it's not so evident as mm -hmm. before, like the, the heat contrast in the beginning. But and you get still, used to it. Yes, you get used to it, but also it's a higher level of energy definitely than mm, before. Mm. And uh, another interesting thing, I have the, unfortunately, I've been sedentary and mm -hmm. that is something that I have to fix quickly. You and me both, Mariana. <laughs> we, we sit around at our desks all day looking at computer yeah. screens and then wonder Working, why we feel miserable uh, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But the interesting thing is that I was accumulating fat where women start accumulating, after, especially after we reach our 30s. Mm -hmm. And after four weeks of a vegan diet... Mm -hmm. Even my husband, I and my husband, know, we noticed that I like my body changed the shape in a way like I had done exercise. Mm -hmm. And it, I didn't change in terms of going sedentary to doing some more walking. I didn't change anything mm. in the physical activity aspect. It was just a change of my diet that did that. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wow, I'm not even not accumulating fat in that way anymore. Mm. I'm also burning that fat without doing physical exercise. Mm -hmm. So which means that, uh, yes, animal products, they actually give your body a shape that mm -hmm. you wouldn't have if you f follow a, mm. a, a plant-based vegan diet. Wow. So from a... You've you've come to this decision to be vegan or vegetarian, being influenced by the Seventh Day Adventists in particular. Is there a faith aspect to this, and have you like what, where where does that fit? And have you found that going in a more plant based direction has affected your spirituality in any way? Yes, I've always believed in in a creator, mm -hmm. when I see nature around and uh, even the complexity of our own bodies. Mm -hmm. 
I see a creator, a designer in that. And getting to know this creator on a daily basis, we know that he's always interested in what is good and better for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know from how the recommended diet in from the Bible is a more mm. plant-based. That's what in the Eden, that's what God establishes what yeah. is good for humanity. So, and so also, right there at the very beginning when like the first people were created, they were there and they were given a plant-based diet, weren't yes, they? Yes, he says, yeah. said that there would be or for eating like an abundance of fruit, of mm. veggies. And especially Daniel in the Bible, that experience yes. when he was taken slave to... Babylon, Babylon. Mm. and he's, uh, they had all those young men, young men there, and he said just they wanted to share the food of the king with him, mm-hmm. but he had his own lifestyle principles, principles mm. aligned also with believing in a creator, what the, the creator said that would be best for him. He said just for 10 days, please give us water and vegetables and mm-hmm. Then after 10 days, you see the others, you see us. and uh, Make the comparison. Make the comparison. And actually, mm. they, after 10 days, they allowed him to have his vegetarian diet mm. because they saw that they were not even physically better, but also mm. uh, in a better state of mind and uh, mm. everything else. And, and it's interesting, you know, because that I think even amongst like, other Christian, evangelical Christian groups, there's in recent years there's been this push to the Daniel diet, mm. looking at this exact exact same story in in the book of Daniel there, and saying, hey, you know, if this was good enough to Daniel, maybe maybe it's good enough for us. Yeah. Yes, and also, and everything is so connected in our body. Like if your body's sick, mm-hmm. your mind is not so well as well, and if your mind is is sick, your body soon will be sick as well. And that is the spiritual component is affected as well. Mm. So if you have a healthy, thriving health on body, mind and spirit, mm. your connection with God is uh, like your, it's, your it's mind is sharper mm. to discern things and to, I feel my spiritual life busted when I actually aligned with Mm-hmm. The creator who knows who we are in a molecular level and what you need. Yeah, wow. Tells me, follow this and that's the best for you. And when I do it, yes, it yeah. turns out is actually the best for me. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so a healthy body, a clearer mind and a closer connection uh, with your God. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty special. So just as we finish, just one more thing quickly. If there is someone out there listening to this who's thinking... I know what you're talking about, Mariana. I've wanted to go in a more plant-based direction in my diet for a long time, but haven't seemed to quite get there. Have you got any practical tips that you can give them, maybe just for taking those first couple of steps? Yeah. Oh Well, the first step I would recommend is go for a good smoothie, for instance, in the beginning, especially when you don't plan your meals, when you change your diet. A smoothie. What are you going to have as a breakfast? Mm-hmm. Not bacon and eggs. Yes, like <laughs> go for a smoothie because I use it to love like eggs mm-hmm. in the morning or a piece of cheese with uh, the protein in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you if you prepare a good smoothie, mm-hmm. you have there fruits, fresh leaves, a nice, uh, let's say, a coconut or almond milk. Usually I have mm. a protein pea milk And, and as banana well. is quite banana. A, a carbohydrate. That'll, yes. that'll stick to your ribs. A little bit of peanut butter just Ooh. to add more protein and give more. Very like nice. you can do colorful, uh, you can do smoothies that change like uh, sometimes with 
blueberries, they have such a beautiful color mm -hmm. and they are tasteful and they really boost your energy to start the mm -hmm. day right. Okay, so tip number one, smoothie. Yes, and they are very practical. Yep. Uh, tip number two, don't stick with labels. Yeah. For instance, in the beginning I was, okay, now I'm a vegan, mm -hmm. but as you are uh, in that transitional, yes, you will have some exceptions. Sometimes, mm -hmm. like especially when you are with at home and your husband still is eating all the things, or you go to home friends' place and mm -hmm. you don't want to upset them when they didn't know about yep. you. There, are, there will be some exceptions, and uh, so, so don't beat yourself beat yourself up about that. Yes, yeah. because sometimes you you create a pressure and uh, even a sense of guilt that mm -hmm. if you think, well, I'm just turning. Yeah towards a plant-based diet mm -hmm. and they'll have less and less of the exceptions and they'll increasing more and more the mm -hmm. intake of fruits and veggies and bringing more colors natural colors not artificial yeah, yeah. coloring so, so it's, bringing more so colors it's to a our process, dish yes say. it's a process yep. and look for a plant-based diet mm. uh, not to go from one extreme to other because mm. Don't Remember, go, our body needs a balance. Yes. So this, this is a message. Don't go cold tofurkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A balance is important in everything yeah. we do in life and to make it sustainable. No, oh, that's great. Hey, thanks so much, Mariana. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us and writing the article for us. And uh, yeah, for being a part of Signs of the Times Radio this week. Thank you for the opportunity. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit scienceofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.